0: Welcome to The Cosmic Calling, a podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs and creative souls on a mission to align their life and career with the cosmos. I'm Natalie Wallstein, Career Astrologer at SoulShine Astrology, and I hope you're ready to unlock your cosmic calling. Hello beauties! Hope you've been having a good month so far. I get a lot of people reaching out to me asking about moon rituals and so today I finally want to discuss how you can create a moon ritual that will work for you and hopefully one that will fit seamlessly into your life specifically. This is a topic we've definitely talked about on the show before, you know how much I love the moon, but in the past we were mainly focusing on new moon rituals, but today I want to discuss how we can honor all of the moon phases and work with them to find greater alignment in our work and life on a daily basis even, because we don't have to just wait until the new moon or the full moon to reflect on how our lives are going but they do create some pretty good anchor points. Probably my favorite thing about working with the moon is that it's such a wonderful permission slip from the universe to tune in and notice how you feel and honor how you feel as well and use it to guide you into your next steps so that you can create a life and work situation for yourself that is super fulfilling and emotionally supportive Essentially where your success supports your heart because it's possible to be successful and not be happy. And I know so many of you already know the importance of this. There's so many people working with the moon that weren't before, especially after we had the North Node in Cancer. Last year, there was a huge movement where more and more people were getting turned on to working with the moon and noticing what comes up for them on the major moon phases. Which is amazing because in this patriarchal capitalist society, we are taught to go, go, go and do all the things and shut down our emotions to get the job done so we can contribute to society and be responsible citizens and all of that. And look where it's gotten us. Unfortunately, a lot of us are in a society of burnt out, overworked, underfulfilled souls trying to cram ourselves into a low vibe human view of the world where everything's about money and success, but not true success, and seeking recognition. Boo! There's so much more to this place. And I know you know that. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this show. So in order for us to tap into our own inner knowing and emotional guidance system, having moments where we can step away from business as usual and check in to see if we're really going in the most fulfilling direction for us is absolutely crucial. You don't have to be a witch or own a cauldron or wear all black or have a black cat or to even own a telescope to use the moon phases in your planning process. But all of that is most certainly welcome if that's your thing. Anybody can work with the moon phases simply by being aware of which zodiac sign and phase the moon is in and then reflecting back on how that affects the quality of your current mood and emotions. So I'm going to do a super quick recap on the basics of working with the moon for those who might be new to this. When you are working with the moon, there are two aspects to keep in mind. There's the moon sign cycle, which is when the moon goes into a new zodiac sign or zone of the sky every two and a half days, eventually going through all 12 signs in a month, also known as a month. Didn't you wonder where that word came from? Now you know. And then there is the moon phase cycle, which is when the moon's light gets brighter and dimmer, aka the energy gets stronger and weaker. And this cycle lasts about 28 days from the new moon to the next new moon. For those of you who've already been working with the moon and been listening to the show for a while, this might already be super basic knowledge to you, but it doesn't make it any less important to find a way to actually use this knowledge and integrate it into your actual daily life and work, right? It's cool to know things, but wisdom comes from taking action and putting it into practice. I have never been aware so much as I am today of how incredibly different we each are. I mean, at our core, we all have similar desires, of course, but we all have such different views or lenses of the world, and that all depends on where the sun, moon, planets, and asteroids were in the sky at the exact moment of our births. So I'm going to be suggesting a few different ways you can work with the moon, no matter how much time you have available or how busy you may be, so that you can see how easy and possible it truly is. So if you are someone who really processes best by talking to a friend and having that feedback from another person about what you're going through, I highly recommend starting a moon circle with your friends or you could invite other people from your community. But it could really just be like you and one other friend or you and two other friends and you can meet on every new moon and full moon. This is a really great idea because you'll get the accountability of your friends, right? So if you tend to be like, oh, it'd be cool to do a full moon ritual, but you don't ever actually get around to doing it, then the accountability of like, oh, we are going to be meeting every new moon and full moon. Or maybe you just pick one of those and you meet once a month to make sure you check in with each other for that phase and make sure that you do it. It's also great because you end up getting closer with these people because you're updating them on what's going on in your life. You're updating yourself on what's going on in your life because you're taking that time to tune in and in order to do that, during this time, you could do yoga together, you could meditate together, you can journal, you could pick cards for each other in order to help you set intentions on the new moon and then release whatever is no longer serving you on the full moon. What's really fun about this when you do it with friends is it doesn't have to be super planned out. It's sort of like, oh, you want to pick some cards? Do you want to do some yoga? It can be a little bit more free-flowing, Right. And what's really great is you can do this in person or you can do it on Zoom. I know for me living out here in Hawaii and the pandemic's not doing so great at this exact moment. I've been doing a lot of Zoom calls and I've actually gotten back in touch with a lot of my old friends during this quarantine time that I don't know if we would have connected so soon or it might have been a longer time. So I'm really grateful for that. But that's something that we've been doing. And yeah, it's super fun and rewarding and I always look forward to it. If you don't really like processing your emotions out loud with other people, if that makes you nervous or you prefer to kind of work on things on your own, you can, of course, do personal rituals instead. And as I was saying before, you don't have to wait for just the new moon or full moon. There is a major switch every week with the moon phase. So the new moon is a really good time to clean your home and your workspace so that you can start with a clean slate. The weird thing about astrology is this is actually how time is measured on Earth, but we have this calendar that some people decided was better than nature. (laughs) And so it kind of feels weird sometimes because the new moon isn't on the first day of a new month, but it is a new month. It's a new moon, right? So by clearing your home and your workspace, you're signaling to yourself that it's time for a new beginning even if the calendar isn't necessarily saying that it is. By using this lunar calendar as your measurement of time, it's a much more feminine way of working and flowing with nature. I also really like to buy fresh flowers for the new moon, bring in some really positive vibes and fresh energy that makes me happy. You can light a candle, light some sage, light some Palo Santo sustainably, bought hopefully, and then journal about what you want to manifest in that moon cycle. You could do a meditation where you imagine yourself living in the world you want to manifest as well. So maybe you use the journaling part to get clear on what you want. And then once you know what it is, spend some time in meditation putting yourself in that place where you have brought it into your life. Feel how it feels to have achieved that outcome. And you could even record yourself talking about what you want to manifest as if it has already happened and then listen to that when you go to bed at night throughout the moon cycle to remind yourself to stay focused on your desires. Generally in manifestation, they say you should kind of like set it and forget it. So tell the universe what you want and then go back to living your life. But I do think it is really helpful to have some sort of small reminder of what you want because it's going to change how you move throughout your day. When you're constantly reminding yourself of something that you want and then you realize your actions aren't matching up with what you say you want, that helps you shift things a lot faster than if you just wait for the next full moon and the next new moon to be like, oh wait, I didn't do it. So the daily reminder is so powerful. And then after the new moon, about a week later, there's the first quarter moon and this is our action taking time. So the first week after the new moon is when you're planning. How am I going to manifest these goals? And the first quarter moon is when you're like, okay, I'm ready to really go all in on this mission. So the first quarter moon is a great time to check in with your goals. It's a good time to lay out your plans and your to-do list if you haven't already or to look over the plans and make sure you're happy with your strategy for getting where you want to be or bringing in whatever it is you want to bring in. And then you can decide on what your next step is going to be and actually do it. So the first quarter moon's only about a day and it is an action trigger point. So it triggers us to take action and it's not a good time to just be like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do and then walk away. It's a good time to be like, this is what I'm going to do. And look, universe, I'm doing it. I really want this. I'm showing you that I want it. And then a week after the first quarter moon, there's the full moon. So this is one we haven't talked about as much on the show, but I think it's really powerful on the full moon to actually go outside and physically look at the moon. If you can see it, hopefully it isn't too cloudy. And you can even meditate under the full moon on what it is illuminating for you. Like what does the moon want you to learn about your life or see in your life that is out of balance or isn't how you want it to be? and tune in to how you might need to make some changes or adjustments to your plans. The full moon can be kind of a crazy time because we're meant to be releasing. So crazy feelings and emotions can come up for us or people around us. And something that I think is really nice to do is you could either drink a really cleansing tea because it's something that will help you feel like you can release Or you could drink something a little more stimulating like cacao, which will help you open up your heart and be more willing to face what's coming up for you. Then you can journal about what you're celebrating and what you're ready to release. Because the full moon is a culmination. It's when we see everything for what it is, bad and good. Chances are you've learned some really good lessons, which can help you get closer to what you want in the future. But you also want to look at how am I holding myself back? How am I not following through with what I say I want to bring in? Or how am I blocking myself from those things? Those are some things you can journal on or just think about or meditate on. Another really great thing I love to do on a full moon is to take a bath with some apple cider vinegar. This actually helps to cleanse your emotional body. So you can just soak with just the vinegar is recommended, but it doesn't smell the best. So you might want to add some bubble bath or essential oils or something like that to make it a little more pleasant, I guess. But the important thing is to rinse for about 30 minutes if you can. And then make sure that you shower afterwards to rinse off the vinegar. And that is going to help you release anything that the vinegar brought out of your body, energetically speaking. That can be a really powerful way to help process trauma or any events in your life that are really overwhelming or stressful and just not attach yourself to those feelings quite as much so that you can be a little more objective and deal with the problem more logically. If you're feeling like you have a lot to release on the full moon, you could write it down on a piece of paper and then you can burn it outside with fire safely or you can rip it up and flush it down the toilet And that is really powerful to physically see yourself ripping up these things that you no longer want to allow to hold you back in your life or, you know, take up a huge amount of your focus when you really want to be manifesting other things. Finally, a week after the full moon, we have the last quarter moon. Similar to the first quarter moon, it is a time of taking action. However, it's a time of taking action to remove things. So chances are on the full moon, that's when you decide what you want to release. But it takes time to release things, you know, just taking a vinegar bath or an apple cider vinegar. Let me be clear. It's not regular vinegar or ripping of a piece of paper. It feels good and it gets the mojo going, I guess. But it takes time to really integrate those changes. So the last quarter moon is when we commit to letting go of something that we said we wanted to let go of. So this is a really good time for a personal ritual where you take some time to reflect back on what you've been learning might want to look back at your schedule for the month and what you've been working on and what you've been doing or read back on your journal entries for the last month if you like to journal and really look at the progress you've been making and what is holding you back still identify what is the number 1 thing that if you let go of it or release it or took your focus off of it would allow you to move forward the fastest and the most and then after that last quarter moon is when you take action on doing that It's also a really good time to declutter or maybe you want to make a plan of things that you want to throw away or clean up or what you want to take off your schedule or your to-do list or maybe offerings you want to take off your website. It's really a time of removing, dropping it like it's hot, as I like to say, and then do the action, right? So don't just be like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Actually do it on the last quarter moon. So your reflection process is to help you decide what that action is going to be. And then you do it. So that is a way to do some personal rituals around the four most major moon phases. But if you want to work with the moon on a daily basis, another thing you can do, which I have mentioned before, I know, but it's because I really believe in it, is to start a moon journal. Or you can turn a journal you're already using into a moon journal. All you have to do is write which moon phase and which sign the moon is in on the page so that you can consider the energy while you write about your day or problems or whatever it is you like to journal about. This is not only a really good way to provide some insight into why you might be feeling the way you are on a particular day, but it's also a great way to learn astrology because you're learning how the different energies each feel. For example, when the moon is in Capricorn, we tend to want to work hard and focus on our goals and plans We don't necessarily want to like go hang out at a party or mess around wasting time on things that aren't proactive in any way. Whereas if the moon was in Libra, we might be a little bit more sociable and we might want to be around our friends and other people more. So you can see how helpful this information can be. I remember one time I went to visit my grandma in Arizona and we planned this big card game with her neighbor and my dad and we were just fighting the whole time. Like it wasn't a fun game. Everyone was fighting about the rules. Everyone was really serious about winning and it wasn't even a fun time. I realized that the moon was in Capricorn. So now I know never to plan a party or something that's supposed to be fun on a Capricorn moon. I'd probably be better off getting work done instead. Another example is when the moon is in a waning crescent phase. That is when it's fading, right? That's what waning means. And crescent is it's quite small, right? During that phase, we tend to be more low energy and we are looking for opportunities to relax more. So it's a good time to give yourself a break rather than beat up on yourself for not working harder. I love when I notice it's the waning crescent moon and I feel like relaxing and I know I need to finish things, but I'm like, oh, it's fine. It's a waning crescent moon. I'm just going to chill for a little bit. And that's when really good insights come in when you're following the moon phases and you're making that space for the energy to come in that's already present. On the flip side, if the moon is in a waxing crescent phase, waxing meaning getting larger, we are in planning mode and we're getting ready to engage with new projects and ideas. And we might notice we're gaining more energy as the days go on. Again, that's the period in between the new moon and the first quarter moon. So having that little reminder of the moon sign and phase at the top of your journal entries can be a really valuable way to align your energy with the collective energy around you. It's kind of like the universe is saying, hey, this is what's on the menu for today. And then it will help you be better at digesting it and using it to your advantage by looking at that energy through the lens of your own personal experience and how you're feeling and what's going on in your life and what you're feeling drawn towards working on or thinking about. If you are a more advanced astrology researcher, student, fan, You can also look at your own chart and see if you have any planets in the zodiac sign that the moon is currently in because those energies will be in focus for you during that time as well. For example, if the moon is in Pisces, I know I have my sun and moon there, so I'm going to be feeling pretty good. But if the moon is in Capricorn, it's going to be going over all my crazy planets, Mars and Venus and Neptune and Uranus and Saturn. <laughs> Probably going to be going through some pretty big breakthroughs when the moon's in Capricorn, for me personally. Another thing you can do is you can see which house the moon is moving through. So like I was saying, if the moon's in Capricorn, I know that's my second house of values, desires, and goal setting. So for me, moon and Capricorn is a time where more than ever, I want to make sure I have a good plan in place for how I'm going to reach my goals. But it's different for everyone, right? Because everyone has their houses in different zodiac signs. But by noticing that, it will allow you to understand which area of your life you're needing to work on feeling more fulfilled in while the moon is there. If you don't know that much about the zodiac signs or the moon phases yet, not to worry because I have created something really special for you that I cannot wait to share. Pre-orders have officially opened for our 2021 moon journal which already has the moon signs and phases written in for you because this year we have created both a weekly version and a daily version for you to choose from. Inside next year's Moon Journal, I give you a rundown of all of the zodiac signs and moon phases, and then there are written descriptions for every new moon, first quarter moon, full moon, and last quarter moon, which are longer descriptions compared to last year, and those will help you understand a little bit more about what the vibe is at the time. That way, it's easier for you to reflect So if you just have your own journal and you're just writing like a little moon phase and a little symbol, you might not know what it means, whereas the moon journal puts a description next to it. So it's a really helpful way to learn and integrate. In the journal, there's also a monthly intention setting and reflection exercise so that you can work with the patriarchal calendar as well as this more feminine calendar way of tracking time. And the time zones are listed for Pacific, Eastern, GMT, and Eastern Australian time, which also works for Asia. So I didn't want to leave anybody out. In the daily version, which I'm especially excited about for this year, there are also places for you to journal along with the moon phases for every single day of each month with those little moon phase symbols at the top of each page already for you. I decided to create a daily version this year because honestly, all along the moon journal has been a selfish creation, something I wanted to use for myself. And this year I was really craving a daily moon check-in. So I found myself constantly getting up from wherever I was sitting to journal to go look up which sign and phase the moon was in. And this was happening every single day and I was getting kind of annoyed about it. So I knew I needed to do something. And that's why in the daily version of our 2021 Moon Journal, we've already looked them up for you. I was also really inspired by the daily alignment journal page I shared with you in a recent episode 89, Prioritizing Your Energetic Alignment. And so I wanted to incorporate some of that into the Moon Journal as well. On each day, there's questions you can answer about how you're feeling, how you want to feel, and then plan what are you going to do that day so that you can feel how you want to feel. So it's very action-oriented. It's not just about exploring your feelings all the time, but it's also deciding what to do with those feelings, how to honor those feelings. There's also a spot on each day that says, Today's Message. And I wanted this to be something anyone could use so that you can use it to pick a daily oracle card and write down the message that you get from that card. Or you could just meditate and see what messages come through for you that day. Or you could just write down something you learned or heard and use it as a place to get advice from your higher self for the day. If you're not a super big fan of daily journaling, or maybe you're the kind of person who beats up on yourself when you miss a bunch of days, I totally get that. There's also a weekly version like we had last year that has all of the regular prompts for the major moon phases, but there's absolutely no pressure to journal every day. I am super excited about this, and I think it's going to be a really helpful way of finding your alignment every day or every week, depending on which option you choose. I know I'm really excited to use it for myself. I cannot wait. I'm still so tired of getting up to check the moon phase. I think I should just memorize it by now, but I always look at my own moon calendar. There's also a lot of quotes inside that I've handpicked go with the moon phases for the page that they're on. And I think you're really going to love it this year, especially if you've already been using it from last year which, by the way, we sold out of before January even happened. So we're ordering a lot more this year because I want to make sure people don't miss out on the print edition, which is really nice to use because you can write by hand. There is a digital edition available as well if you just want to print off the pages as you go, or you can type directly into the document you can pre-order our 2021 Moon Journal right now in print or digital format. And if you want to get yours, you can find out more and get your copy and look inside and see how all of these things look to make sure it's something that you feel you could get value out of at soulshineastrology.com slash moonjournal. And on that note, I should say, for those of you who might be going to that page and wondering about bundling the yearly forecast ebook for 2021, there's actually not going to be a 2021 yearly forecast ebook this year for the first time ever for the past three years, I think. Is it four or three? I'm going to say three I've done a full write-up on the astrological energy for the year ahead and I've packaged it into this gorgeous downloadable ebook but this year I'm going to be sharing that information in a slightly different way. That is because we have been working hard over here at Soul Shine Astrology to create a brand new community for you guys. This is one of the projects I was being all cryptic about in our last episode when I was talking about needing to clear space and how there was so much shedding I needed to do because there are so many amazing features involved in this. This is going to be a community that will replace our Patreon membership and one that will include so many more awesome goodies from horoscopes to a digital calendar that will allow you to see what is coming up astrologically for the next 12 months and plan your projects in advance. So basically there's a calendar that has all the events in it. They're color coded and you can also hover your mouse over them to read more about the specifics of that day's energy. It's like a way more interactive version of our printable calendars that you might already be using. And we are still going to continue to offer the printable versions of everything as well because I know how nice it is to have something tangible you can print off to reference more easily. So all of that to say, the information that would normally be available in the yearly forecast ebook will be available instead inside the community. And I'm super excited to launch probably January 1st is what we're looking at right now. In the meantime, we're still going to keep our Patreon community for stellar supporters. But at the end of this year, all of that will be moving over to our website instead. This offering of this community was also born from another selfish reason, in a way, because I really like to read my horoscope every day, even though I can easily cast my own horoscope. That would be probably way more accurate than whatever I'm reading on some app or website. But I never really feel that satisfied by the horoscopes I read, probably because of that. So I wanted to create something that would have a more accurate, broader overview of the energy for each day. Something to wake up with, to check in with in the morning, to give you an idea of how the day is going to go and how to work with it to the best of your ability. So that's why another feature of our new community is the daily vibe email, which will be a quick daily update on the energy of each day. It's kind of like the forecast I send out in my weekly newsletters, but you'll get it each day, Monday through Friday, so you can dive a bit deeper into the energy forecast as it's coming up. And I'll definitely be keeping time zones in mind for this too. This is really perfect too because when I post on social media about the moon phases, some people see the post days later when the moon's not in that sign anymore. So I'll get comments like, this is so accurate and that's not the moon phase anymore. So sometimes I get a chuckle about that. But (laughs) this will be up-to-date information so you can stay on the cutting edge of all things cosmic. This project is not all selfish, though, because really I've taken everything you guys tell me you love the most and I've put it into the plans for this beautiful new community. You always tell me you love the calendars and you love my emails and you loved when I wrote horoscopes. So this is like the 2.0 version of all of those things. I can't wait to share more information and sneak peeks with you soon, but it will be a little bit longer before we're ready to open the doors. I just wanted to let you know in case you got the 2020 yearly forecast ebook last year and were wondering where it is or what's going on for 2021. In place of that, I will also be teaching a workshop. So if you want to bundle your moon journal with a ticket to our yearly masterclass where I'm going to help you plan out your 2021 based on your specific astrology chart, that is still an option. Yay! So now that the cat's out of the bag on that, hopefully you can understand my needing to step back a little bit and go down to fewer podcast episodes a month. I'll admit it feels kind of weird, but it also feels like growth and expansion and up leveling for me and for all of you because I'll be able to do so much more for you. And I'm pretty psyched about it because that's really my number one goal here to be of service and to inspire and support you in the best way I possibly can. All right, my friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode. I really hope I've convinced you of the wonders of working with the moon by now, and hopefully you're going to be taking a few tips with you to try out this month if these aren't things you normally do, whether it's creating your own moon journal or using ours, or maybe you're going to start a moon circle with a friend or friend's or just simply blocking off time every week when the major moon phases hit to connect with what's going on in your life and making sure you're in alignment with where that energy is at and do a personal ritual by yourself. I promise having this information and this awareness will absolutely change your life whether it means loving yourself more, giving yourself more grace in your daily schedule, not pushing yourself when technically the universe isn't supporting pushing. It really makes such a big difference to your emotional fulfillment when you can work in this way. And with that, I bid you adieu for now. For complete episode show notes and links mentioned throughout this episode, Visit SoulshineAstrology.com slash episode ninety-six. For more information on career astrology, including readings and classes, to help you unlock your cosmic calling, and to sign up to receive my weekly forecasts, visit SoulshineAstrology.com. You can also follow along elsewhere by searching for Soulshine Astrology on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share the show on social media. If you send us a screenshot at info at soulshineastrology.com, you'll receive a code to get 10% off a cosmic blueprint, custom yearly forecast, or enrollment to our online astrology school, Unlock Your Cosmic Calling.